Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Raquel. In this next interview, I get into a very deep conversation with a girlfriend of mine of about maybe 14 years. She is a biracial woman, and she talks about her childhood and being raised biracial and her present life with it. And we also get to talk about her love life, which is a bonus for me because everyone knows Raquel loves love. Um, towards the end of the interview, you will hear <laughs> her grandbaby, but it is Real Talk with Raquel. So enjoy. Hi, Cindy. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for doing this with me. I hope uh, we have a wonderful conversation and I get to learn more about you. Me too. Um, can you introduce yourself? Yes. I'm Cynthia Hall. I'm 47. I live in Houston, Texas, and I'm an assistant manager at an apartment complex. Yes. And that's how we met. You were my yes. boss. Yes. First, I was your, what, your landlord kind of sort of and then yeah the, and then <laughs> then we became boss and friend and everything after that yeah do you want to talk a little bit about how we met because we talked about this <laughs> earlier I don't remember yes yes okay so it was a Saturday I was in the office by myself and, and you came in looking for an apartment and uh, you were asking for our old manager Rebecca uh-huh. And Rebecca wasn't there. So I said, I didn't, you know, I'll show you an apartment. I actually showed you every single apartment, one bedroom that we had <laughs> on the property. Why am I remembering this? Okay. And, I, and I wanted an apartment close yes. to the exit. Yes. Yes. But when we got back in from our office, I noticed that you really weren't talking to me, but you were talking in Spanish. And you kind of had like this little like aggravated look on your face and I was like I know I'm like being really nice you know it's hot I'm walking from this apartment we went upstairs we went downstairs we went around the corner and I'm like why is she like you know not talking to me come to find out later on you thought that I was Hispanic and that I would not talk to you in Spanish do you remember that now yes (laughs) I can't stop laughing I'm so embarrassed Because I'm like, I'm not Spanish. I don't know. Spanish. Yes, I thought you were Puerto Rican. I remember yes. now. Yes. yes, I did. I did. And it's funny because that was, you know, that's how we kind of met. And then being on property, you know, cleaning the house, you listening to your R&B. And I'm like, hey, girl, what you doing? What you doing? And then we just kind of bonded after a while. We just clicked. Yes. Yeah. Actually, but- Cindy was the person that went with me. To get a pregnancy test when I thought I was pregnant with my son. Yes. So she was the first one to know that I was pregnant. We did it in the bathroom of work. <laughs> we did it in the bathroom. <laughs> and then we went to the clinic together. And yes. we found out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I completely forgot that I thought you were Hispanic. Um, so let's explain why I thought you were Hispanic. Okay. Uh, Cindy does not look... To me, well, now that I know her and I know her life, I know she's half black, half white. But to me, Mm -hmm. she does look Hispanic. And 
your mom is my mom was, is white. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, my mom is white and my dad was black. Yeah. And she looks more Hispanic. Yeah. Than... I'm very fair complected. I have freckles. I wear glasses. And it's the last couple of years my hair has been blonde so that really doesn't help any either yeah and and i'll make sure to post some pictures on my uh, <laughs> podcast page of us i know we have an old one but a goodie and um i'll make sure i get a good one from you with do you have children i do i have three daughters i've always dated black guys so all my daughters are darker than i am um i have one daughter she's 26 21 and then I have an 18 year old and then I have my bonus baby I call her uh, and she's five. Okay and do you have grandchildren? I do I have three grandsons and I have a granddaughter that um, wasn't quite ready to be here with us so she's my little angel but I have three grandsons four two and one. (gasps) You have your hands full mama. Yes, I do. One of my grandsons, he actually lives with me, but all three of my grandsons live on the property that I manage as well as live on. So that's I awesome. Them a lot. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. And you get to have your girls close now. Let me tell you, their girls are one of the most I think if you guys have listened to my podcast, I actually was referring to Cindy's daughters when I moved to Houston and the way they spoke to adults. It's the yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Very respectful. One look from mom and they were quiet and they would sit and they very, very well uh, behaved girls. Women now, I'm sure. Yes. And mama raised them. By herself or with yes, a, yes. I, I pretty much raised them by myself. I I, I was married um, to my youngest daughter's dad, but you know, m- majority of the time I was by myself, especially with my older two. I right, was by myself. Yeah. And are you married now, or are you single? No, I am married. I've been married for two and a half years now. Nice. Yes. Nice. That's so awesome. Just, I know this isn't what we're talking about, but hey, ladies, don't give up on love. That's keep right. Kissing those frogs. It's a prince <laughs> out there for you. I promise. <laughs> that's right. But everybody knows Raquel loves love, so that's nice to know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good to know. Um. So let's talk about your parents. How um. How did they meet? Were they young? Were they old? Where were they located? Were they here in Texas? <laughs> Uh, there is they met here in Texas. Um, I want to say my mom was in her middle 30s because I was born when she was 36. So I know they met a little bit, you know, maybe 33, 34. And my dad's a little bit younger than my mom. And my dad actually worked for my brothers and sisters dad, my mom's first husband. Um, and <laughs> Go ahead. I'm have, sorry. They, my brother is my my mom has seven children with her first husband, and wow. they're all white. So I'm the only biracial child my mom had, and there's about twenty, maybe twenty two years difference between us. Also, so it was kind of weird growing up as a biracial child as well as being such a big age difference, you know, with them. Did you notice a difference the way um, your mom treated them and you, or was it always the same? Um, it was it was different, of course, because there were seven that were pretty much doorsteps at the time, 
And then by the time she had me, most of them were out of the house. I have two nieces and a nephew that are actually older than I am. So they were out of the house. The only one that I really remember being in the house with was my brother, Tim. And we were about nine years apart. So okay. he was the only one that I really remember. The other ones, you know, had their own families and moved away. So it wasn't, it was kind of like I was an only child. Yeah. So you got to, to get a lot of attention from your mom then. What I about did. your dad? I never, I met my dad one time when I was 10 years old and was not a good experience. Um, waited for him pretty much all day long at my uncle's house. Now he did have brothers that used to come pick me up and I'd go, you know, with them to their house. But my dad, you know, he was, uh, he was an alcoholic, so he never really was around too much. That's kind of why my mom and dad's relationship ended. He was kind of yeah. abusive, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, I didn't get to really know him. I know I seen him that one time then, and I want to say maybe 13 and 14, I talked to him over the phone, a lot of empty promises and just kind of, never there never following through and when I did finally want to reach out to him once I got older which was when I was a senior in high school I found out he was he wasn't alive anymore so so you never kept in touch with your uncles either I I did the last time I seen my uncles was when I was just found out that I was pregnant with my youngest daughter and she was 18 so that's the last time I've talked to anybody. Is on it my because dad's you, is it because you were the only one that would reach out and they didn't, or is it because you just didn't feel like you needed to have them in your life anymore? No, I think it's because my mom reached out for me. You know, my mom was always that bridge for me to try to not only reach out to my dad's side of the family, but to her side of the family as well. Yeah, and, um, I guess. At that point, my mom started kind of getting sick and wasn't able to do the branching out for me, you know, to build right. that bridge. So I kind of wasn't worried about it anymore either because I felt like, why did she always have to do it? You know, they could do it too. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's just kind of, I mean, I know I have brothers and sisters on my dad's side. I couldn't even tell you their names. You know, really? I've never met any of my grandparents on my dad's side of the family or my mom's. Wow. You know, the first time I ever seen my grandmother was at her funeral. And That's your mom's side? My mom's mom. Yeah, my okay. mom's mom. And, you know, it was funny because when I was growing up, my mom used to always tell me, um, you act and you look just like Alice and that's my grandmother's name mm-hmm. and I used to really get upset you know I used to be like don't call me that because why would you call me someone's name that didn't want me yes you know and once I got older and when my grandmother passed away I want to say my grandmother passed away when I was about 19 okay so, we, so I went to Florida with my mom you know when my mom was there I went with one two of my sisters and um, honestly my grandmother, when I looked at her, she looked just like me, just an older version of me. With wow. Lo- and now I kind of know why my mom used to say that. And, you mm-hmm. know, my mom told me she was like, um, she she said she's sorry. She died with a picture of you on her, you know, on her bed. Mm-hmm. But I still had so many questions because it wasn't my fault that 
I was born into that type of relationship, but my whole life I got judged. Yeah. You know? And it was really, really difficult. By your own family members. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, was that hard for you? Because what the Cindy I know, a very strong woman, very independent, strong woman. So I can't see Cindy as a little girl being timid or um, someone that just can't defend herself. Were you like that when you were little? Were you timid? I was very timid. I would actually, instead of letting someone talk to me, I would stand behind my mom so you couldn't see me. Wow. I I was very, very shy. I wouldn't talk to people because of the situations that I had been in at, you know, just being a kid, you know, and then not, I, I didn't only have to deal with, you know, being biracial, but is that your grandmother? Cause my mom was so much older. Is that your grandma? Yeah. Are you yeah. adopted? You know, so I learned then it's better, you know, not to be seen. So I would hide behind my mom. I wouldn't come out of the house, you know, we moved a lot, so it was really hard for me to make friends or to talk to people. So I just kind of, my mom was my best friend. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's who I talked to. That's who I dealt with. Growing up when you were little, do you have a memory of someone judging you and your mom in public or your mom ever fighting to defend you with anyone because you were biracial? Because this was in the 70s when you were yeah. born, right? Yes. Yeah, I was born in 72. Yeah, I mean, I always heard my mom, you know, kind of protecting me, you mm-hmm. know, even though I didn't really understand what I was being protected from um, at that age. I remember, you know, my mom going to school and, you know, having it, you know, why is she sitting here and the other kids sitting there, you know, type of conversations back then and now I that I'm older I see why she was having those conversations right um my brothers and sisters like I remember this is one thing I remember my oldest sister um she has three daughters and I remember always wanting to play with them because they were like close to my age I always wanted to play with them we didn't get to see them very often but I remember the oldest one and she telling me one time, well, we, we can't play with you because you have cooties. And I was right. like, what? And I'm like, it wasn't that. It was because their dad and their mom didn't want them to play with me because oh, wow. I was mixed. And it was just like, oh, hey, that's my mom. That's your grandma. But I, and I guess I was maybe in first grade mm-hmm. when you and, realize that yeah when I heard that and then I remember being older I mean literally older this is something that's gone on my whole life I remember being older and I don't know if you remember my my, my sister Keisha my god yes. sister Keisha yeah um, we used to live in Port Arthur and uh, we were gonna move and my mom took us to a U-Haul this was what in the 90s because I, I I had I don't remember if I had Carrie or if I was pregnant with her or not, but she's 26. And we went to a U-Haul and we went in, me and her and mom was sitting in the car. And um, 
the lady was like, well, why don't have a size U-Haul that you want, but let me call and see. So I'm like, oh, we're, we're both like, oh, she's, you know, very light complected. She's not mixed. Right. She's very light complected. So we were like, okay. So she gets on the phone and she was like, hey, I have two colored girls here <gasps> looking for a U-Haul. And, what? <laughs> and I was like, we both kind of like looked at each other. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, I, I, what color are you? I said, well, shoot, I'm purple. What color are you? She said, well, I'm green. So, and then we kind of like laughed it off. But then when we got to the car, we told mom. Uh-huh. And mom was like, oh, I don't know if I can cuss. Oh, you can. Like, you can. She was like, oh, hell no. And we were like, mom, we got, you know, don't worry about it. She's like, no, my mom must have read that lady up <gasps> and down and told her they're not colored they're people just like you are and you're gonna that's right but it was just like dang you know when does it stop you know when it hasn't stopped yet cindy it It hasn't stopped yet i don't think it ever will because like i was telling you i have a (sighs) bonus baby and she told me just yesterday just no friday we were in the store how old is she she'll be six in november okay so she was you know talking and she wanted a baby doll and I don't know what happened for her to say she was like no mommy you're white and I'm like no I'm not I said I'm I'm brown like you she said no you're not you're white she says I'm brown but you're white and I'm like no I'm I'm not I'm like I'm brown like you and she doesn't so that's what my kids dealt with you know like what she's seeing now mm-hmm. is the same thing that my biological kids dealt with their whole lives whether I was their mom or getting picked on because their mom was white and people judging me from what they seen mm-hmm. and then until I open my mouth and act, oh yeah she's black you know, and I'm like, I'm both. Uh-huh. You know. And it's that's difficult. That's difficult for you to 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 see that your girls probably had to go through a lot. Even you just going to like I I'm I'm guessing. I don't know. I I don't know, but did when you would take them to school and stuff, did you did they get looks have they ever told you that girls or boys would say something to them at school oh yeah they they got picked on you know on a regular basis of their mom being white of you know their hair because their hair is not like other you know their their hair is not like a white girl's hair their hair is not like black girl's hair so they thought they were better than they were and it was not even trying to be black or white but teaching them how to carry themselves as respectful young ladies as far as their speech you Mm -hmm. know um not with the you know not with the mispronunciations of of different words or um the way they carry themselves and i had to constantly tell them not only when they were younger but once they started getting older and having kids of their own Mm -hmm. the same thing that I remember my sister telling me hey you remember anybody that you date make sure you tell them that you're mixed and your babies could come out with blonde hair and blue eyes so they don't get upset you know because I have 
one dark grandson that's you know very dark complected uh-huh and two very light complected grandsons uh-huh so i'm pretty sure they're gonna have to deal with the same thing too are they as late as you cindy um one the the baby boy he he almost is okay yeah he he almost is but has any of them gotten their blue eyes they and it's funny because every single one of my daughters and their sons were born with blue eyes but they've turned wow brown color uh-huh. yeah and it's funny because every single one of my daughters and my grandsons have been told in the hospital that they're jaundice and it's not because they're jaundice <laughs> it's, it's because... the color of their skin exactly <laughs> oh my god that's funny that's and i'm funny. like and i'm like no that's they're, they're that's just how they are and they're like no we got to put them under the light like, well you can put them under the light all you want to <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing gonna change ain't nothing gonna change <laughs> so uh, can you say you had a beautiful childhood um wow wow I'm sorry I didn't think you you were gonna hesitate this much no I I mean I did not okay um I did as long as I was with my mom and it was just me and my mom but I had a very, very difficult time in school. Like I mentioned before, we moved around a lot until I got to maybe first, no, I want to say third grade. And then uh-huh. we moved to a predominantly all black neighborhood. We moved to, if anyone knows, third ward, Texas is all black. Right. And there were two that I can remember white ladies in the neighborhood and it was my mom and another lady and my mom just happened to be the one that worked in the bars she worked in the stores everybody seen my mom you know that yeah they knew her yeah everybody knew Annette you know that's just how it was and, and even um, like that you can say you didn't have a good growing up I got picked on so much oh. I cannot tell you a day that I went to school that I did not get oh, picked on no. you know it was either you know because back then my, my hair was super long you know uh my mom everybody thought I, I thought I was better than everybody else they just didn't know my mama made my clothes like I didn't wow. go to, you know my mama went to wieners and put my clothes in layaway and like six months later I had what y'all had back you know it was yeah like, but it was, oh, you think you're better than everybody else because your mom is white. You got that pretty hair. No, no, I just really wanted some friends. I just really wanted to be in the in group, you know, and it was, I had a friend that I've had since third grade and I've had a friend that I had since seventh grade. And I never forget the day that I met Keisha because they were picking on me I was the new kid in class Mm -hmm. and there was no desk so they made me sit at the table and they were like ah ha ha the little white girl gotta sit at the table and you know she was like come on I'll sit at the table with you and don't be smart Uh don't be smart and biracial because that's (laughs) oh man this is really sad it it was yeah but you know what that's even sadder is that the there's still to this day there's still 
people that judge people by their the color of their skin of their skin yeah yeah i get it and i get and, it all the time yeah and i bet you do it because i have i have people where i work at the, the type of business that i work in like i have people that come in all the time and they ask me uh tu habla espanol yeah um no tu no habla espanol yeah and yeah I'm like, i bet <laughs> and I'm like, like me I'm, and i'm like i'm sorry i don't speak I don't speak Spanish. I'm not Hispanic. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And you know, over the years, I've learned, oh, tu uno de cada dos. Adam baño? Okay. <laughs> Good <laughs> so, girl. <laughs> but look, I, I can't do that very much because then I get this long, long, long paragraph and I'm like, oh, I only remember four words out of that sentence. <laughs> I don't know what I, I can't talk to them in Spanish. But it's right. like, I never felt like I belonged anywhere. I never belonged in the black community and I never belonged with the white kids. You know, it till, was just till like, now? Oh, till, yeah, till now. That's why I don't think I ever told you, but that's why I have so many tattoos. I hated my skin color. I hate, I well, I don't anymore, but I hated my freckles. I used mm-hmm. to try to wash my freckles off. I got so many tattoos because I hated my skin color. No, you never did tell me that, Cindy. Yeah, and it was just like, okay, maybe if I do this, I'll be more accepted. And it was just like, oh, you're trying too hard. I'm not trying to be anything but who I am, you know. Right. This is is who I am. And then to be with, when I would go around like my, the white side of my family, you you have to turn on like a whole nother like you have to push like the black side of you away and become like like my girls say mom we have to become becky really and it got so uncomfortable for my girls at some at one point we came up with a, a phase like we would just say did you see that red rooster down at donnell house and that meant mama were were very uncomfortable let's go wow so now that they're older and that my mom is no longer here I don't see that side of the family either so I don't have my black side of the family I don't have my white side of the family the family I have is the family that I made yeah now does your husband have a big family my husband has three sisters and Lots of nieces and nephews, but that's a different podcast because uh, <laughs> because <laughs> because of um, how how James and I met and how quickly we got married. I'm not close to them either. Okay, so really, it is just the family that you made. It now, is. Do it's, you get along is. with, which I would think it's hard for you to say no because you're so easy to get along with. Do you get along with your daughter's husbands or boyfriends? I do. Okay. Um, I, I honestly could not have picked a better person for my daughter to marry. You know, they've been together since they were in high school. And um, he's been, he he's an awesome guy. Like my oldest daughter, she... um. If I if I could have drafted a guy for her, I couldn't have drafted a better guy than Aww, him. Oh, that's sweet. you know, yeah. he's he's awesome, and you know, 
the Casey, she's like in between right now. You know, she's she's me. She's totally me from the inside and the out. She's that I tell people that there's two of two people of me is the quiet Cindy. Yes. You know, that kind of just lets everything go. Yes. It's the um the gangster that you don't really want to deal with. Right. <laughs> that that's tired of the abuse and tired of it that's gonna tell you how she feels. Exactly. And, and that's Casey. So she's kind of back home now after a relationship and she's back home and, and Kanaya with her, her being so young, her and and her son's dad, they just recently moved out on their own. And, nice. And um, they've been dating since eighth grade. So wow. Yeah, and um, people, it's funny. You know what? It's really funny because Kanaya is my darkest child, and she's not dark. You know? No, she she's is, not. <laughs> I have I have Mexican cousins that are darker than her. Yeah, she's she is not dark at all. But if we go somewhere. And her boyfriend is with us. They'll think he's my son before they think that she's my daughter. Really? Because he's got grayish green eyes. He's, if not lighter than me, as light as me. Is he biracial? No, he's not. Okay. He, he it, well, it's kind of, he's Puerto Rican and black. But well, more, is. yeah, he, yeah, he I is, get it. you know. His last name is Ferro, so I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But if people see me and him, they will not question at all whether I'm his mom. But if they see my kids, they're like, that's not your mom. I have have a story to tell you because I can so um, feel what your mom felt with you because my first a lot of people on the podcast must might not know but I'm a foster mom Mm -hmm. um my first foster baby was a biracial little girl half white half black Mm -hmm. beautiful little girl in love with her she was two years old but she talked like a 10 year old (laughs) smart she was smart she probably she is smart she's a smart ass She's very, um, how can I explain it? She's going to do something big in life with that little right. brain that she has. She mm-hmm. went through a lot of trauma, but she's very smart, very manipulative, but in a good way, not in a bad right. way. Um, and I would go to the store, Cindy, and I'm talking about this was what, six years ago almost. Uh-huh. And I would go with her. And when she came to my house, she had braids. It took me 28 hours. I will never forget on youtube and i don't even know why i didn't call you on youtube to figure out how to take care of her hair her hair was damaged completely completely took Mm -hmm. me forever so you would see us at target at walmart at walgreens buying all this hair stuff (laughs) and finally i met this girl at a walmart and this is not a lie it was a, a biracial girl and she said, are you looking for stuff for your little girl? And I never like telling people that I'm a foster mom. Right. Because then you get this whole, why do you do it? And isn't it? And I just, you know, yeah. I didn't. And um, I said, yes. And she said, okay, here, I'm going to show you. Look, at this is my daughter's hair. And she showed me pictures on her phone. 
And she showed me how to do it. And I, that little girl had such beautiful hair that the next visit she had with her parents, they couldn't believe that that was her hair. Wow. Yeah. Well, my, my point to this story is that I myself got into arguments with people at stores because there was racism. They thought yep. she was my daughter. Mm-hmm. And if I were to go to Target with my son... Everything would no be problem. fine. But if I had my son in the car and the little girl, um, it would be like hell broke loose. I couldn't believe it. I could yeah. not believe it. I could not believe even at our shop, like we, we have a shop. And even at the shop, when she would go to work with me on the weekends, if white people were coming into the store, they would be fine. But as soon as... I got called mommy and mommy, I'm hungry. And can you carry me or something? They would look at me and it'd be yes. like a disease came out of yes. someone, you know, it's like, yes. what the hell is wrong with But not only with white, also with black. Blacks. Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't the- ever let anybody tell you that they're not just as racist as any person that is white. Because you know what? I've had more black people give me hell than white people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm fifty fifty on that in my own personal yeah uh with with this little girl. But I did get tell I did get uh told once that you know why couldn't I find my own race to have a child oh, yeah. with? Yeah. And I was like, Are you are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I let her have it. I it reminded me. Oh, of what I can imagine her. you did. Oh, I did. I, and then when she found out what I was doing and how I was fostering her, she felt stupid because people tend to judge you immediately mm-hmm. without knowing anything about you. Yes. Anything about you. Yeah. But, and, it, and, and they don't even see that beautiful little girl anymore. No, they don't. And she is beautiful. It, she is very what, beautiful. It's the choice that you made that mm-hmm. some kind of way they feel like it has impact on their life and they have, they're not suffering at all. Right. You know, so why, why do you feel like you have any input on it? Exactly. But I, yeah. I, I have dealt with that. I've had, I mean, honestly, when I was in, you know, I, I went to school in an all black school, mm-hmm. you know, up until I was in the 10th grade. And then my mom, shook my whole world and turned it upside down and was like okay it's getting too bad out here we're gonna go to Tomball Texas anybody knows that Tomball Texas is not a lot of black people out there no there's not (laughs) and it was like okay who do it it was like finding myself all over again like you know and it doesn't matter if it was 1970s the two thousands even now it's just so hard for people to accept biracial children you know and I always you know and this is probably something else you didn't know but I'm gonna tell you I used to have a very difficult time whereas and don't judge me but I have literally picked fights with people when I see say a black guy with a white lady because oh yeah yeah I I was at a point in my life where I was just like why are you with her because I felt like as a biracial child y'all do not have any idea what those kids are gonna go through so I was like 
I, I, I was to the point where I would, I mean, like get so mad and so frustrated that I would address if I would see a mixed couple, especially if they were young, mm-hmm. you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, if they were young, it really bothered me because I, I felt like y'all were y'all are playing you know you, you, you that's gonna be your boyfriend today and probably next month you're gonna be with somebody else or vice versa as far as the guy goes but I didn't think that they really realized how painful it is growing up as a biracial child especially if you have a white mom or even a black mom right what they were putting those kids through you know because me being a biracial child I I know the fight that I had growing up and and even to this day at being 47 I still have to um I feel like I have to defend who I am you know or if someone so this day like you still have to defend it now that you're at this age oh yeah yeah you know I don't um I don't like to be called a white girl and I have a co-worker that thinks it's, you know, it's funny. Like, hey, white girl. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm not a white girl. I'm, I'm, I'm mixed. My mom is white. And it, it's like you, you I, I'm thinking like when y'all are dating and, and you're young, you're, you're teenagers, you don't really realize if you bring a child into that, what they're going to have to deal with. Yes. I'm I'm older now, you know, I want to say I was 20s, you know, I was, you know, but now I talk to people, you know, I talk to them and, and let them know my experiences if, if they decide, you know, I've always told my kids, I don't care if you bring home a, a black guy, white guy, Hispanic guy, purple, green, another female, I really don't care what, as long as they treat you right and they love you. And you're I, happy. Yeah, I could care less, you know. Do you and think the way that you were brought up has affected your relationships with men? Definitely. So you said you've been married four times. What's the difference between this marriage and the other three? Have you changed or is it him who is different? I I know that I've changed. Okay. Um, I'm more... a accepting to change if that makes sense it makes a lot of sense um I think I was very um bullheaded and looking for the wrong things earlier you know in my younger years when I was Mm -hmm. getting married and um maybe looking for that father figure and if you didn't do what I wanted you to do then I'm out of here no big deal you know and especially when it came to my girls you know, it was like, I'm very picky about who I have around them. And if I see something that I didn't agree with, I just kind of moved on. I was just kind of, I became from that timid little girl that we spoke about earlier right. to mm-hmm. a very angry and mad woman. You know, that's... See, I don't remember you like that. Yeah, yeah, I... Was it just towards men? Yeah, kind. It kind of was. Okay, you know, um, and I think it's because I never had a dad there. You know, yeah, know what to expect. I never had, um, 
never had someone to show me what I should be accepting from someone or how I should be treated. And then I kind of got even more angry with my kids' dads, you know, because mm-hmm. why put them through that the same thing, you know? So, yeah, I kind of got to that, to that point where it was, uh, I didn't care about a relationship or right. trying to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I met James, it was just, okay. I'm ready. I'm uh, Yeah, I'm ready. And he was, you know, he was kind of like the one you couldn't run off. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you give me your best shot. What it, what, what's your worst? Yeah, oh, that, that's your worst. Okay, I got that. Come on, give, give me something <laughs> else. Yeah, and, uh, James online. Wow. And I, I'm honestly, I, I did. I met him online. I met. I don't know if you've ever heard of Plenty of Fish, but I met him on a dating online thing, and. It was just like, yeah, whatever. You know, you're talking real good, but, you know. So I talked to him for a while on the phone and never just really got into it. Mm-hmm. And my youngest daughter passed out in a store and I had to be rushed to the hospital the first time that we, like, really, really talked on the phone. And he thought that I wasn't interested in him. And when I called him a couple of days later and kind of explained, he thought I was lying to him. And I had to get her to explain to him, no, I really was sick. I, you know. Wow. So, you know, we talked and he, he visited me, you know, we were, and it just seemed like he was so sweet. He was such a sweet, genuine person. And then. Now, did he see, did you notice the. You being biracial with him, did he ask questions or did that not matter or did his family see that or? You know what? I don't think it ever mattered to him. I'm pretty sure it does with his family. Okay. But it never really seems to matter to him. And I think the thing that really made a big, big difference with me, with James is he asked my oldest daughter if he could marry me. Wow. I just got chills. You know, and that meant a lot to me, you know, because they're, they're so protective. You know, yes. anybody that knows my girls yes. know that it's always been Cindy and her girls. Yes. So my girls are very protective of me. I'm very protective of them. I don't, I, I talk to them every day, all day. They're my best friends. Right. They, they literally really are my best friends. And not to put her before anybody else, but my oldest one is my, like, that's it. That's my, that's my best friend. That's who I go to for advice. That's who I run all my ideas through before I do them. That's who I, you know, like that's your rock, your crunch. It it is because she was there with me before anybody else. Yeah, you know, there was like five years age difference between my two older girls, and it was just me and her. You know, right. it was just so. It's like okay, if if she is not happy with this, I have to think about why. You know, 
And it's kind of like when you when you're doing something and you 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 want your parents' approval. Yes, that's kind of how I, I I was, and I still am with Carrie. You know, because you have to meet her. You know, like you you honestly, she's a sweet really, soul. She I'm is. sure she's still the same from when she was a little girl. Yeah, she is a, a wonderful, 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 beautiful woman. It, beautiful even woman. If, yeah, even if um she wasn't mine. I would still be her friend. I would because she's, <laughs> you know, she she's that type of person. So when he went to her and asked her and she was like, well, you know, if that's what you and mom want, because they wanted us to wait because I met James in September. We married in January. I'm, I'm sorry. We married in February of the, you know, so we really didn't date that long at all. Wow. Five months, Cindy. Yeah. Has and that been your shortest relationship before you got married? No. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yeah. But the day we got married is the day that my mom died because he wanted that day to not be a sad day for me anymore, but to have good memories and good, good experiences on that day too. Did he so meet your was, mom? No, okay. no. My mom passed in uh, 2011. Okay. But that was an issue for my middle daughter because she didn't want us to get married that day because her and my grand, her and her grandmother were very close, right? You know, and he's just like he's been there for the only one of my grandsons that he wasn't there to be born was my first grandson, right? He's you know been there through you know the two younger ones their their whole pregnancies those cravings. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's the one a good that goes, stepdad. Yeah. Now, he's, he's, do you still talk to all their fathers? No. Do I they don't... talk to their dads? Um, they do. They do. But um, not too close. Honestly, I think they all have a very um, complicated relationship with their dads. Okay. Is it uh, the men that don't want to be in their lives? Or do they not put themselves out there for their dads well um my oldest one i think she's to the point where she doesn't think she should have to well all of them honestly feel like i'm the kid yeah reach out to me i agree you know it's like you when you were growing up you got tired yeah 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 and isn't um, it funny how history repeats itself it it is it is And and i and i tell them that all the time it's like there's nothing that you're going through that I haven't been right. through. Right. You know, especially my middle one. Like I, I tell her all the time that because she, she does look more like me, you know? Yes, she's she the does. One, she does. She's the one that she's dyes your her twin. hair. Yeah. Y'all have the same you know, smile, the same eyes. Everything. And people, you know, they, they're like, oh, well, your mom is white. My mom ain't white. You know, so she she's the one that goes through that. Uh-huh. And then her dad, he has a he has a biracial son. So uh-huh. her half brother is is biracial. So she's she's the type that has to, you know, she goes through that. So they all hear it and they all make their own decisions of where they've gone with their dads. I've always been the type to be like my mom was with me, she would never tell me anything negative about my dad. She always told me you'll make your own decision when you're older. Yeah. And that's kind of how I raised them. 
Do, did the girls have a hard time now that they're older with you being biracial and going out? And do they feel like there's people that see them different after they know that their mom is half white? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, they, they, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, a lot of people still don't believe that, that I'm their mom. Oh, my God. Um, and if you really look at my girls and I, we there are some some some, some resemblances in in all three of them. But yeah, they're either they're, they're it's not their their mom they've been adopted or um I'm pretty sure they've lost friendships because of it too. Wow, because they, they're at the age now that they feel like they have to defend me. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, I don't really, I don't really care anymore. You know, I don't care if you don't talk to me because of what you think I am or whatever. You know, I, I remember being in the grocery store with my mom and, and a lady telling me, um, um, ma'am, can, can, can you wait to put your groceries up because she's not finished? <laughs> I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, she's just, and my mom's like, that's my daughter. What are you talking about? We're together. And I've had that same ex- I've had that same experience with with my girls. Wow. Like, are y'all together? Or or the little thing, well, you know, the little thing, you know, you can put that right there and separate your stuff. Like, why the hell would we want to separate our stuff? <laughs> Mama gonna pay for everybody's stuff. You know, yeah. it's just like it's it's more like a a joke now to them yes then it really upsets them yeah now do you do you see that with you and your husband um do you I, do you I, see it at, do you see it do you see people treating you different because you're light skin and he's dark skin sometimes it it is a big difference um we still you can you always get the looks really I, looks. I just don't see it you you get the you get the <sighs> looks it's um like we don't we don't go very especially you know right now with everything that's going on we, we don't get to go uh, out a lot you know but I don't go to the club or um out too many places but even with me and him we have a lot of differences like he was he was raised Catholic. I was raised Pentecostal and Baptist. So honestly, I'd be like, you seem like the white guy in the relationship. Because when we go to church, he's like, I don't like all that noise, you know, like, you know, because I go to a Baptist church where where they're how you know, they're they're really praising the Lord. And he's like, No, you know, babe. I don't why do, you don't have to yell and you don't have to run around to you know do that and I'm like I thought all bad I thought all black people went to Baptist churches you know yeah and he's he's totally opposite he's a quiet guy wow. but I, I find myself not being me a lot of times with him because I don't want him to be like oh she I think she's kind of ghetto and it's it's not being ghetto it's just who I am you know it's like okay when I go to work I, I'm oh she's talking white you know what I'm saying what? It's like, who, who 
who am I and and where do I what do I turn on do I do I just go to work and I'm like hi this hi this is Cynthia can I help you oh I thought I was a white girl had answered the phone the other day like no wow (laughs) or you know when I go to church really it's so hard for me to find a, a home church like that is even and at I don't church. know if that's just being biracial, but that's a that's a hard thing for me. Wow. To to feel like I to feel like I fit in yeah. at any church. You know? Yeah. So it's just it's just like my everyday life still makes me remember who I am. That, you know, that kind of breaks my, marriage, my heart. Yeah. Yeah, you know my marriage, my going to the grocery store, going, you know, it, it's just a lot of things because I t- I used to tell my girls all the time like when I went to school, I always felt like either I wasn't white enough or I wasn't black enough. Yeah, and that's even hard. At forty seven, I still feel like I don't fit in really with either. I relate more to one than the other on some aspects and it's just like I, I have I had someone really and this is the honest God truth I had someone ask me at work was I gonna celebrate Juneteenth or the 4th of July <gasps> and I was like shit I'm going to celebrate both of them right now. <laughs> you know <what> I mean <laughs> I mean, you know what? What kind of question is that to ask? Did you did you go to any of the protests that have been going on in Houston? I did not, but I went to school with George Floyd. You did? Yes, we both went to Yates. He was a a year or two under me, but he went to school. He was known because he was a football player. But as far as protesting or anything like that. I have my own views on it because when you look at my grandsons, you see black men. That that's that's what they're gonna grow up as being known as. Yeah. Is you know, my husband, my son in laws, you know, my my um my 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 stepson, they're all so I understand and I, I I've talked to them all. You know, I've talked to my son in law and I've talked you know, I'm like, Do y'all do you get nervous? when you when you get pulled over yeah and he's like you know sometimes so I do have you know I have my own opinions of all you know it's not all officers you know I I I do understand what the protest is for and do I believe yes I believe because I've been I've been judged so why wouldn't somebody else be judged by just the color of their skin? So I, I do totally understand that. Yeah. But it's just so much more out there that we need to, I, if we all just come together, you know, just like how you saw me in the beginning, if you would have just went by that same assumption and never talked to me again, where would we be now? We wouldn't know each other. You know, if we would have just been like, "Oh, she, she don't want to talk to me because she don't want to, she don't want to speak our language," and I'm like, "That's not even my language." Yeah, yeah, we you wouldn't know, be you here right now. You can't judge a book. No, you can't. You know, bias covering. You have to at least open it up and, and see 
because you could be missing out on some really good friendships, really good leads, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're in business. There's, you never know who else knows somebody else that knows somebody else, no matter what the color of their skin is. I've met so many wonderful people buying and selling stuff and they are from race, from whatever you can think of I've met and I've become friends with them. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. close friends. I consider you a close friend, even though I don't talk to you every day, because I know that if tomorrow I need an ear to talk to, I know you'll be there for me. Of course. And vice versa. But I, I have acquaintances that I have from all over the world that I know that, Mm -hmm. you know, and for me, it's been really easy to make friends like that because I, I, don't, I really don't know. I don't know if it's my heart. I don't know if it's because I just don't see color or what it is. But I'm the type of woman that'll be like at a Target and I see the most beautiful, let's just say white baby. And I'll be like, oh my God, your baby's so cute. And I'll see the mm-hmm. cutest Asian baby. I'll be like, oh my God, your baby's so adorable. And I'll see the cutest black baby. And I'll be like, oh my God, I just want to squeeze them. You know what I mean? Yes. And people, some people look at me and be like, what the hell is wrong with this woman? And some people look at me and be like, oh, thank you. You know, and it's like, why can't we just love everyone and accept them? Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to accept them, just stay quiet and right. keep going on with your life. Don't be a Karen. <laughs> yeah, don't, please don't be a Karen. <laughs> oh my god them videos that go around i sometimes think that it's fake because i can't believe there's people like that still yeah and you know i i don't get it a lot anymore which makes me feel really good that i don't get it a lot anymore good that makes me feel good too that makes me feel good too yeah and just knowing that your percentage of getting people looking at you or, or acting a certain way just gives people like me hope that you will be treated equal at one point in your life with white people yeah. and black people. Now, would you yeah. say that you get more looks? Oh, you did say that. You said with black. Oh, yeah. 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 That, uh, I, I was it. shocked with that one. Yeah, I, I and maybe because you're in a black community, oh, I, I think so. Okay, maybe because I am in a black community, because I have no, I don't, I don't hide it. I've never hid who I was. So if you come into my, you know, you come into my office, I have pictures of my nieces, which are all white. I have pictures of my kids. Yes, I have pictures of you know whoever means something to me and it could be from the lightest of the light to the darkest of the dark right you know but i uh, do what i'm gonna tell you because we were talking about my james okay so i have a sister and she's all white Mm -hmm. you know and when james and i got married we went to the courthouse so i was like okay sister I want you to come, you know, be with me, you know, when we get, when I would get married. So it was my sister, the little white lady and my girls and my grandkids. And just so happened the same courthouse that we get married in is the same courthouse that we file eviction in. 
Oh. My manager happens to walk in. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey. She was like, my sister was sitting next to me. James is on the other side. Two of my daughters are down on one side. And the other one is like on another bench because there's no room for her. Uh-huh. So my manager is like, um, I started to... I, she was like, when I seen her, she was like, I was just like, why, 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 why is this white lady not letting them sit together? She said, I started to tell her, excuse me, ma'am, they are all together. Can you scoot <gasps> over? <laughs> and I had to tell her before, because I could see it in her face. Yeah. And I know she's not. Yes, she, yes. She's not racist at all. I mean, you know, it was just something that kind of threw her yeah. totally off. And I was like, hey, um, this is my sister, you know. And she was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Later on that day, I went into the office with my sister. And she did it again. She was like, Be- because your sister is so white, it just really threw me off for, for you to be with her. And I honestly forgot. So that's how it is or it was when I'm with my family. Yeah. They, nobody thinks that's my family. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm with my brothers and sisters, like at my mom's funeral, oh, you didn't. Nobody thought that was you. You wouldn't have thought it was my mom too. You know, it was like literally the Red Sea had divided. Right. It was the little black folks on this side, and then the white people was on this side. But we all came from that same lady. Wow. And it was, why well, remember your brother's funeral? Yes. I went with you. Yes. Little bitty town. Uh-huh. As a Hispanic Latina girl, I was scared. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. I was just glad I was standing by you and I was next to you because I felt like all eyes were on you and I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if for me to feel that as your friend, I could just imagine what you feel like on the inside unfortunately i think you're used to you're numb to that feeling now it, it, and I that's sad I to think that you have to be numb to a feeling like that in this time and age yeah it it, it is and i often wonder what the kids are gonna go through yeah you know yeah because it's it's not really getting more acceptable and I think really right now with so many you know protests and, and um, you know Black Lives Matter and, and and you know officers and this person and Karens and this and that how do you explain that to the kids you know how to how do you like with, with, with my baby I don't know how to you know explain to her this can be your friend. That can be your friend because they don't. Kids don't see color they at just, all. They're raised. They're raised. So to you see got color. the new Spider Man. Okay, let's go play. Yeah, they don't. Yep. You know, they don't think of that. But when when is it going to come a time that my daughters, which will tell you, they do not, they do not recognize themselves as a black woman. They are biracial. They will tell you themselves they are biracial. Mm-hmm. And how they will have to sit down and talk to their sons about what they may encounter 
I'm not sure if you heard the podcast that I had with my friend Nikki, which also has a son that has autism like my son. I started listening to it today. Oh, okay. So if you keep listening to it, you will get my feel about the talk that women and men, black women and men, or biracial Mm -hmm. women and men, uh, have to have with their sons about police and how I can relate somewhat the pain as a parent to that. Right. And just a simple thought that you, your daughters have to have that talk with their men because they all have boys, correct? Yes. It, 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 it honestly, Cindy, it breaks me to know that they yeah. have to have that conversation with that little boy screaming in the background in your house yes. right now, you know, so yes. innocent. And I'm sure they're going to be very respectful gentlemen because they have good mothers and I'm sure their, their fathers are very well respected too. And their grandma is going to sh- teach them mm-hmm. what true love is, no matter what, who or why you look that way or why we- you never know, Cindy, your grandchildren might have a white baby. Yeah, and, and it's possible. It's it is possible. I've seen and, it. Yeah, and, and just like the one that's that that's the screaming in the back, his, <laughs> his his mom told me she was like, I'm gonna really have to talk to him because he has dreads. Yeah. You know, he's he's not only gonna be looked at because he's a little black boy, but because he's different as far as he has his long dreads. Are they going to look at him and judge him for that? Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of. I think no matter what, there's a lot of people that get looked at different. I mean, even I do. And I've said it in other podcasts. People think I'm white. Oh, yeah. People think I'm white. My green eyes and my hair don't help. And and, and it's hard. But and and I've said it before. I talk Spanish and Mm because Spanish is my first tongue. And people look at me like. Why is she speaking? Where did you learn Spanish? It's like, what? Oh, yeah. I thought you were Italian. No. Oh, I thought you were um, like half. No, no, I'm Hispanic. So, so he's, so it's like, you get that all the time. Yeah. But you see, you, you get it too. Yeah. But I think, so, but I think, I think it's just a lot of ignorant people out there. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's. That I hope those ignorant people listen to this and realize yeah. how ignorant they are. Yeah, because I mean, I when I saw you, I didn't think. I, I mean, I knew because I I heard you speak, <laughs> but I really didn't think. Oh, she she's Hispanic or she's white, but I don't think I I, I don't think I ever look at anybody like that. Like well, I really, I probably did that before when I was younger, but I don't do that anymore. I don't. I mean, I've been to courthouses for my foster kids and the parents themselves of these kids that are, you know, um, have been given a tough life where they don't make good choices. But at the end, they do do good choices. Almost the majority of them do. And Mm -hmm. I heard family members of them saying, oh, he's she's uh, our son or our daughter, whoever the foster baby is, is with a white family. You know, why and they it's can't like, be with a loving family. What, right. And then at the end of everything, I think 80% of the foster parents, I mean, of the parents of these kids or the parents that got adopted with them realize how much 
love there was mm-hmm. in my home. Yeah. And I still keep in touch with all of them, except maybe like two or three of them. And that's really good. Yeah. And I love it. And, and it's, they're, they're different types of races too. And their parents are different types of races. And I, I don't see that. I see what I was able to do for these children while they were in my home and how much I was able to help the families or whatever it was after. Because love has no color. None. 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 At all. And I'm so glad that that you did that. You just said that, I mean. I'm so glad you just said that because that's how I want to end it. Because I love you and you're my little tia cintita for my son. I (laughs) mean. And um, I hope to see you soon after this pandemic. I need you to come over and swim with your whole family. Yes, yes. I, I I can't wait. I miss you. I miss our talks. I miss seeing you. Yeah. Because after we got over that initial, she not talking to me and her and my language. <laughs> we we clicked. We did. We had some really good times. Yes. And, and I will and post I pictures you- of back when we met. We're, I'm super young in that picture. And even so- though you have more rhythm than I do, it's okay. <laughs> It is hilarious. I mean, I, I know, I know, we're at the end, but I want to say, you know, sure. I did not get any of the good white jeans or the good black jeans. <laughs> like I just got stuck. In you the know, middle. like I don't have the pretty white girl hair, the colored eyes, the black girl booty, no rhythm. I mean, I'm just the just the mediocre biracial kid i think you're a beautiful woman thank you and that's all that people should see is how beautiful your heart is and your soul yes and i i really really thank you for having an outlet for not only for me to get my feelings out yes about growing up being biracial but having other people actually hear not only this topic, but there's so many other topics that you touch on that people need to hear about. Thank you, Cindy. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I'm hoping to have you back on another subject or interview your children. I would love that too one day. Well, we are here and we're open books. You might not want to hear anything <laughs> we have to say. <laughs> well, thank you and kisses to all your girls and your grandbabies. And tell James I can't wait to meet him one day. And thank you for loving you so much. And I'm glad you're in a good stage in your life right now, Cindy. It makes me really happy. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.